Good morning, bloggers. It's Wednesday, the 29th of April. It's 9.30 on the button, and this is Wonderful Wednesday. Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. A very good, slightly damp morning to you all across the UK and the world, wherever you're listening from. Do get in contact with us. I love our listening numbers. Just go whoosh straight up. They're enormous, like a thousand people suddenly come onto the station at 9.30 as you all press play. Thank you so much. We are live. And it's a brilliant and exciting show we have for you today. The whole gang are in residence and they can't wait to get started. But we'd like to hear from you listeners. We have a studio text number. That's available to you, 07624802272. Calls from most mobiles are free, certainly in the UK as well. We are on email, radioblogging at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at radioblogging. Thanks so much indeed for lots of the tags. Uh, waiting for some very special folk to retweet some of our stuff from this morning. Some of you will have seen that as well. You'll know what we're up to. Um, we'd love, we'd love more of you to come and share and enjoy this brilliant, hour-long lessening creative writing and literacy like you I mean, we are just so enjoying this thank you so much indeed uh, you can also comment on our comment wall on the website just head across to radioblogging.net if you haven't already pressed the listen button if you want the player to pop out then click in the top right hand window i know we say this but still loads of folk ask how they can do this each day just click on that little square brackets button click up there the player pops out into a separate window and then you can browse freely across all of our many pages each show that we broadcast listeners is packaged up in a daily routine so you can enjoy any of our shows together with all of the activities and the interactions anytime uh, you like day or night and thanks so much indeed for making this your go-to activity at 9 30 weekdays here's my favorite bit of the day start the day with a slice of pie this is radioblogging.net and how is my slice of pie today <laughs> I'm fine, actually, because I well, well, I don't know if I am fine. I, I was rudely awoken this morning, Russell, very, very early with a scream from the kitchen. And you know what that means, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is out and about again. A huge scream followed by a very high and excited voice shouting, What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> and it's Gerald. He's got my... Mel came running upstairs. She said, quick, quick, mouse alert. <laughs> and she said, you've got to pull, you've got to pull the washing machine out. <laughs> he's behind the washing machine. So, yeah, he's back. He's back and he's been caught out and about. My wife was up early because, as you know, my son works in a nursing home. Um, so he gets up early uh, and uh, has an early breakfast and she drives him in because he has to be in early to do the tea round, make sure everybody's woken up, have their cup of tea uh, and get ready um, for breakfast. So 
Um, I've yeah, I'm up and about now. I've had a forage in the porridge. All is going well on that front. I've got the right sock on the right foot. Phone the aged aunt. Crispy and crunchy are behaving themselves today. So uh, apart from the slight glimpse of a dashing mouse, we are ready for today's show. And I'm really looking forward to today because Sophie is going to Sophie Anderson, who wrote the house with chicken legs which came out a few years ago and was an absolute smash hit in primary schools um lots of teachers read it to their classes lots of children will have read it and she's followed it up with this great book the girl who speaks bear what an amazing idea and she's going to read um the beginning of the book for us uh, in a short while but those of you who've not joined us uh, before and i know that sophie's listening and i did say um, when I, I messaged her this morning, I said, I'll talk it through so you know what's going on. So Sophie and anyone new, <clears throat> if you look at the menu at the very, very top of the page, you need to be clicked on today's show. OK, so we always like to start with one or two language games, one or two games. Uh, and I play the games with head teacher Ian Rocky. And the idea is that um, folks at home and in school, you listen to the games, make notes in your notebooks. And then once we've played the games, you get to play the games at home or in school. And we have a bit of a musical interlude, I think, at that point. Um, so good morning, sir. How are you, Mr. Rocky? I'm very well, Pi. Thank you very much indeed. Good morning. Looking forward to our games as always. Right, we're going to get straight in. And when Sophie does the reading, you'll know why I've, cho I've chosen this little activity, um, because it's the I remember game. And the very first two words of her reading uh, are the words I remember. And it's, uh, <clears throat> it's interesting, this, because as writers, one of the things that we do is obviously make things up. But a lot of the time, we can draw on our memories, things that have happened to us, places we've been for settings, characters, people we know. And, so, and today's focus is very much on character. And Sophie in the interview talks about character. Um, so drawing on our memory is very, very useful. <coughs> Excuse me. So let's have a go. Uh, and the idea is to literally just come up with sentences of things that you remember, sounds, sights, tastes, happy things, maybe some sad things, but obviously only share things that you're happy sharing with. Um, so let's have a go at this. Uh, shall I start or do you want to start, Ian? Really don't mind. I, I don't mind starting. How about okay. this? I remember the sound of the school bell. Uh, I remember. Um, I remember the I remember my mum taking us to the beach at Hastings and giving us sandwiches that always seem to have a little bit of gritty sand in them. Yes, 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 I do. Um, I remember the smell of wood smoke from a scout campfire. Hmm. I remember, uh, I remember having, I remember when I was a child being taken to the fish and chip shop on a cold winter's evening and eating fish and chips with the scent of vinegar and the taste of salt from a, from a newspaper. Lovely. Um, I remember the sight and sound and smell, actually, of a Greek taverna from holidays abroad and the music that played in the background. I remember sitting in a Greek taverna that was right at the edge of the sea. And when the tide came in, it tickled your toes underneath the table. Very nice. 
I remember the feeling of elation at scoring the winning goal in a cup semi-final. Mm, didn't know that. I remember. Um, I remember my the first time I bounced on a trampoline, and I almost bounced right off the trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? How yeah. one memory triggers mm. another memory so as soon as you say one thing it makes me think of a memory yeah which is interesting isn't it and that's why sharing the memories in twos and threes helps to generate more memories and all of those memories are potential things that we could use in stories or we could capture in um in poems or little bits of short burst writing so that folks is the i remember game and it's a lovely lovely one to do i often think that human beings are just great bags of stories really that's what we are uh, lots and lots of stories and those stories are all the little things that have happened to us in our lives and sometimes we forget them i think it's nice to keep a diary and jot things down so that you capture them and remember them you can put those in your in your notebook some of those memories and maybe use some of them as material for stories let's play the second game now today we're thinking a bit more about character <clears throat> and uh, we're going to play the tell me more game the idea is this. I'm going to I've got to create a character and your job, Ian, is to help me develop the character. Either okay. we do it that way around or the other way around. Which way around do you want to do it? No, no, no. That's fine. You, you go okay. with that. I can. I OK, can so um, my character, I'm going to go back to Skater. My character is called Skater and I'll give you one bit of information. And then you've got to get me to develop it by using the phrase. Tell me more. OK. Um, okay, so my character is called Skater, and he lives on a housing estate. Uh, tell me more about the housing estate. The housing estate is enormous. It takes about 10 minutes to drive all the way around it, and there are no shops on the housing estate. It is just endless, endless rows of houses. But there is a park. Uh, tell me more about the houses themselves. Uh, they're quite small. They're quite cramped. Very often um, they're split in two. Um, so we get um, a flat downstairs and a flat upstairs. Lots of them are terraces. So those are where you get all the houses joined together. But they're quite small. They're quite cramped. They were built by a builder who built the whole housing estate um, and um, didn't do a very good job. Tell me more about the park. The park has got a skateboard ramp in it, and that's a place where Skater goes quite a lot. Uh, tell me more about the people that go there with Skater to the park. Well, he's quite a solo person, actually. Um, he's newly moved into the area, doesn't have many friends. Um, but uh, after school, he likes to take his skateboard down there um, and um, play there. But he hasn't really got to know anybody. Uh, tell me more about the people that live in the houses. Um, a lot of them uh, don't have any jobs. Um, they get up late um, and watch the TV. Um, quite a lot get on the bus and go into the main town um, where they do various different um, jobs. And Skater lives with his mum. Tell me more about Skater's mum. Skater's mum has a job in town. She works in the vets and she is the person on the reception when you go in with your cat or your dog. She logs you in 
And then uh, because they're short of money in the evening, she has a job in the pub where she does some waitressing. So when he gets back from school, he sees mum briefly between the two jobs, but he does spend quite a lot of time on his own. Uh, tell me more about what he does in the evenings on his own. Um, well, as soon as she goes out again, if it's still daylight, he goes back down to the skateboard park um, because he's pretty obsessed. Other than that, um, he's mooching around at home, um, watching TV. He's trying to learn how to play the guitar. And he's got a battered old guitar that his dad bought him, um, but it's secondhand and doesn't work very well. Tell me more about the music he likes to play. Well, we could go on, couldn't we, and forever <laughs> developing it. And it, it, it's very interesting because at the beginning, beginning, I had the name of Skater. He lives on a housing estate. And actually, I was thinking, um, because we did the memory game, I was thinking of the housing estate where um, I first taught. And, uh, and, then, and now you're, you've really helped me flesh out the character. And a lot of the writers we've had on, Frank uh, Cottrell Boyce talked about it, Michelle Paver, um, Thomas Taylor, uh, a lot of the a lot of our writers have talked about uh, the whole business of doing research, developing your story, imagining your setting, doing some drawings. Um, Piers yesterday was talking about uh, reading fiction, reading nonfiction, all of this as a preparation. Uh, for story rather than rushing in when there isn't really a story and there isn't really a character um, in the story. So that game is about preparing yourself, fleshing your character out. Russell, I think, do, do we have time for a short musical interlude? We after that, we certainly yeah. do. I'm exhausted, gentlemen. I'm absolutely <laughs> exhausted. That was the amazing Creative Games with Ian and Pie. Creative Games. Play and try with Ian and Pie. Didn't they do well, listeners? Oh, amazing. It's 16 minutes to 10. This is a lovely music track. My good friend, Bette Midler. You're going to love this one from Hocus Pocus. I put a spell on you. Hi, my name is Peter Bundle, and you are listening to radioblogging.net. I just love that musical track. It's absolutely gorgeous there. It's got the word pie in there as one of the spell words. I just love it. Absolutely love it. Anyway, uh, you're listening to Radio Blogging. It's just coming up to 40 minutes to 10. The whole gang are here. And we had some great audio padlets yesterday, I have to say, pie. We're going to be absolutely delighted. Mm. Shall I play the first one? Yeah. It's Arthur on. with his Skyship interview. Love this. Welcome to the show, Arthur. Good to have you along. <laughs> Good evening. I am here with Arno and Jolton to experience Skyship pilots to discuss the incident on the Saitendolja Skyship. Could you give us a brief recall on what happened? Well, the tragedy begun when a nightgast carelessly flew into one of the propellers and sent it up in flames. The engine spluttered, stopped and left us sinking violently through the clouds. My life flashed before my eyes as Jolton screaming sliced my ears. I knew that I was done when the ground came into view, so I closed my eyes and waited. A while later, I woke up in hospital. What an interesting but frightening experience. What about you, Jolton? You see, it was our first outing without the captain, and we had to prove ourselves responsible. We were going so well until, 
it happened and we fell from the sky. Camo Connor will be here soon to help us fix the ship. She's brilliant she is and I'm sure she'd understand what happened. Thank you Arno and Jolton. It has been delightful to talk with you both. This is the evening news and next up is Lorraine with the traffic. How's that? No, absolutely loved that. We got three voices on the go by the yeah. sound of that. I thought that was that was so well written. It flowed beautifully, didn't it? And uh, drawing on all sorts of bits of children's literature. My goodness, that was cracking. What have we got next? It's Sachin, isn't it? You're going to love this. This is the cleverest one I have ever heard, I have to say. And it's got a handout to you at the Empire, so stand by because oh. you're doing traffic after. <laughs> Good afternoon, I'm Sachin, your host, with the 2 o'clock afternoon news. I'm glad to inform you communication has been linked with Joanne and Rodrigo from the Cessna Skyhawk 187. This was shared to us by the website Awkward Fame, so thank you to them. So, Rodrigo, how was your journey? The journey was horrid, but led by a brilliant Captain Mahmoud. They were sent, we were sent flying to, uh, through a bad storm. There was a horrid lightning and booming thunder. Thanks, Rodrigo. Joanne, anything else to say? Okay, I guess we'll find hope. I mean, after all, well, um, Captain Mahamud is a... Oh no, they have gone off radio. Oh no, oh dear indeed. More as we get it, articles are about this are on our website. Let's see what Pi has with the sports news. Pi, over to you. Sorry, I meant sports. <laughs> <laughs> I said traffic and travel. I meant sports. Go on, off you go. Well <laughs> no, no, it's sports now. <laughs> I mucked that one up. It's sports. Sports news. What do you know about sports, Pi? I don't know anything about sports at all. Um, uh, sports isn't happening. It's all over. There we are. <laughs> That was a great one. I loved it. I, I think he was doing the voices, wasn't he? Yes. I thought that was superb. We really, if you look, if you think back, Russell, to when we got the uh, the children uh, recording and sending those in, mm. we started fairly basically and crudely. Yeah. It's getting very sophisticated now. Um, and it just shows, doesn't it? But a bit of practice, listening to what other people do. Mm. And thinking about how you can push yourself, you get better and better at things. That was absolutely fantastic. And Sophie, I know you're listening. At the end of today's session, we talk the children through how they can record um, a news bulletin or <clears throat> an interview, or whatever it's going to be. And it links to the ongoing story that we have um, uh, developing, more of which we get later. But now um, we are ready to be thinking about um, Sophie's reading and Sophie's interview. So what we do, everybody, is um, if you're new to us, you are on today's show. That's on the menu at the top. That should be showing grey. And then if you flick down just under the first <clears throat> big um, orange rectangle you can see a smaller one above that face that says Sophie Anderson response so just click on that Sophie and um, with any luck yep the page refreshes and we go in and then there's what we call a padlet which shows lots of pebbles on a beach 
And the idea is what we're going to do is this. Sophie is going to do her reading, uh, a wonderful, a lovely reading for a wonderful book called The Girl Who Speaks Bear. And if you haven't read it, do read it. Sort of corking read. Uh, and we all listen to it. And then during the reading or after the reading, we give Sophie a response. Now, in order to do that, if you've not done it before, you will see uh, a pink circle in the bottom right hand corner with a plus mark. Click on that. Up comes a little padlet and <clears throat> it says title. That is where we put our name so that everybody knows who has posted what. So I write in there pi, drop the cursor down and click where it says write something. And that's where I'm going to write my response to the reading. So Sophie will do the reading. People write the responses up. Russell and I will have a quick chat and then we get the interview. And again, we respond to the interview. And I was thinking, Russell, about the responses and whether or not we can be more creative with them. Obviously, we like to tell our author what we liked about uh, the uh, piece that they read or how it was read. We might write down any memories that it triggered. We might take one or two sentences and phrases uh, that we really enjoyed and jot those down, or we might imitate those and do our own version uh, of them. We might write about the feelings that it invoked or big images, pictures in our minds. We might, might ask the author questions. We might have puzzles, things that we're not too sure about. We might make some predictions. What do you think is going to happen next? We might, as Sophie's going to read the opening of the story, predict what is going to happen by the end of the story. So let's be creative with our responses and try responding in all sorts of different ways. But I think it's time that we heard Sophie reading, Sophie Anderson reading from The Girl Who Speaks Bear. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. Right, my name is Sophie Anderson, and I'm the author of The House of Chicken Legs and The Girl Who Speaks Bear. And I'm going to read you the prologue of The Girl Who Speaks Bear. I remember the bear who raised me, nuzzling my face into her warm belly, huge furry limbs shielding me from the biting snow. I remember the deep rumbles of her snores through the silent winter and clouds of steamy breath smelling of berries and pine nuts. My foster mother, Mamochka, says I was about two years old when she found me outside the bear cave. She says I was standing naked in the snow, but with warm pink cheeks and the biggest smile. I walked right up to her, lifted my arms into the air and made a soft barking sound. Mamochka picked me up and I laid my head on her shoulder wrapped my legs around her waist and fell straight to sleep. Mamochka says she knew right there and then we were meant to be together. But if I don't know where I came from, how can I be sure where I belong? Mamochka looked in the cave for clues about who I was or who my parents might be, but an old female bear was hibernating inside. Not wanting to disturb her, Mamochka crept away and carried me to her home at the edge of the snow forest. I love living with Mamochka. She's the best mother I could have wished for, but I often wonder about the bear. I wonder if she remembers me, maybe even misses me. I wonder about the bear almost as much as I wonder about my real parents, the ones who must have lost me or left me in the forest. One day I'd like to find the story of my past, and I hope it's something more magical than being unwanted and abandoned as a baby. 
I hope it's a tale filled with wonder that explains who I am and why I'm different, why I hear the trees whispering secrets and why I always feel the forest pulling me in. This is radioblogging.net. I love that. That's That's got the feel of a fairy tale. That's got the feel of one of those rich, magical Russian tales. So I'm going to let Sophie know that that's what it invoked in me. Lots and lots of questions. Why was she abandoned? Why is she living with the bear? Um, will she meet the bear again? I'm wondering whether it's going to be one of those stories where she's suddenly rescued by the bear at some particular key moment. I don't know, but I loved it. So I'm now going to write my response in. All the children, Sophie, will be writing their responses in. So I'm going to put, um, I love the way that your story echoes so many um, uh, uh, rich um, uh, fairy tales um, uh, from... I, I think they're sort of Russia, Russian. It's got that Russian feel from Russia. Will the mother bear feel sad? Because if the bear in the cave, the female bear has been looking after her, um, how will she feel when she's gone? Will the mother bear feel sad? Question mark. Now, before I post it, we have learned, Sophie, that everybody has to check it. Um, because it's easy to get excited about what you're writing and forget to double check. So we've had all sorts of things like capital letters missing, full stops, words missing out, um, small misspellings, etc. So we always get in the habit of posting and then, and then reading. I love the way that your story echoes so many rich fairy tales from Russia. Will the mother bear feel sad? And then to post it, you click on uh, somewhere else on the Padlet and it should say now awaiting approval. And David Mitchell will be somewhere or other looking at these and hundreds of them will have appeared by now. And he will be just reading everything and double checking it. Now, in order to see them, you have to refresh the page. And that means going to the very top where it says radioblogging.net. And if you look at the very, very top, uh, just to the right of that, you can see a semicircle with an arrow. And if you click on that, it refreshes the page. And bingo, oh my goodness, we've already got um, a, a good 15, 20. Bethany, who's nine, most people think of bears as really terrifying, but you made the animal really friendly. It is really heartwarming that the character wonders about the bear as much as her parents because it shows that the person values the bear as much as family. How long did it take you to write the book? It sounds brilliant. That's a lovely, lovely response and a nice question there. Um, Joshua, Archie and Daddy, we love the truth of the initial memories. It is those sounds and feelings that we do remember. We recently did some wishing poetry and discussed how we wished we could see smiles and feel hugs forever. This reminded us of this. A lovely opening. Thank you. Eddie Forster, I love the clouds of steamy breath. Yes, I, I noticed that little bit as well. Uh, Edie, um, I thought that was a lovely turn of phrase. Jack Deer, I love you, Sophie, because your books are one of my favourites ever. I've read, uh, as I have all of them, and that it brings the setting to life, puts a picture in my head. I know exactly what you mean. Absolutely right. So, um, Russell, you then uh, caught up with Sophie. Mm. You had a bit... Uh, of an interview and um, uh, children at home uh, and in school 
also respond to the interview. So pick up on things that Sophie is saying in the interview, raise questions, make points, jot down anything that you're learning from the interview about writing. What happened when you chatted with her? Thank you, Sophie. That was a lovely reading. I'm absolutely honoured to hear you read that. Thank you. Um, your characters are so incredibly believable. Tell the children listening and older children listening how you go about creating such believable characters. Um, I think I think um, all my characters, they, they tend to be based on um, real people or perhaps different aspects of different real people. So um, I think... Perhaps that's what all writers do, but, but definitely I do. I think you write about what you know, so obviously you watch people and you have people that you're close to, and I'm inspired by them, and so a lot of um, their characteristics end up in my characters. So, for example, Marinka from The House of Chicken Eggs, she's a young girl who's 11 or 12 in the book, and um, she's very much like um, my eldest daughter was at that age. Um, so obviously Marinka and my daughter, they're, they're, they're different in some ways because my daughter doesn't live in a house with chicken eggs, but um, Marinka and my daughter, both at that age, they were sort of becoming teenagers and starting to want to be independent and to rebel. And um, Marinka has a few sort of um, tantrums, which uh, my daughter has started having. So no, I think I was inspired. Not. Surely not. <laughs> Inspired by my daughter, but there, you know, there's also very lovely things about both of them. This sort of, you know, fierce desire to be independent and to want something to be passionate about. And um, Baba Yaga in the house with chicken eggs is very much um, my grandmother. And um, straight Yanka in The Girl Who Speaks Bear is is actually quite inspired by my husband, um, of, of all people, even though he's a, you know, a sort of man approaching 50 and, and Yanka's a young girl. But they have a lot of similarities in their characters um, as well. So, so, you know, you can change the characters quite a lot, but I think those internal things that, that make you who you are, you know, sort of what you're going through and who you want to be, I think I'm very much inspired by the people around me, basically. So myself as well, obviously, I sort of I remember what it was like to be a teenager. So yes. a little bit of myself goes into all these characters, too, I think. And when did your family realise that they were in the book? When, when did they know? Did you tell them? Did you ask them? Or did they just discover when they read the title? Um, I think I have told them. It's actually the, the book I'm working on at the moment, actually. Um, I, I, I sometimes give... Um, my work's in progress to my oldest two children to read. And my son came back to me and he said, oh, these two characters, they're awfully like me and my sister. <laughs> and I said, well, yes, perhaps they are inspired by you. But I do tell them as well. I, I, I do come clean. So um, my oldest daughter, Nikki, she is quite aware that she is Marinka. Um, and uh, I did. I, I told my husband that um, that Yanka was based on him. I'm, I'm not sure that he would have guessed. I'm, I'm not really sure. But um, but yeah, I do come clean and tell them. But I would say it's it's, it's not like they are that character. They just mm. inspired it. So Indeed. aspects of their past or their personalities inspired that character. But there'll be bits of other people in there as well. Sure. It's all a reworking. Oh, that's lovely. Lovely to hear. Absolutely <laughs> lovely to hear. Can I ask about your notebook? Where do you note your observations, if you do at all as a writer? Um, I file a lot just in my brain, but um, I do try to carry a notebook everywhere. It's, obviously, it's a bit strange during lockdown now because... Um, because um, you know, But when I used to go out of the house, I would always carry a notebook with me and write down things all the time. And I do have um, various notebooks kicking around everywhere and... and um, 
I'm a bit disorganised, to be honest. So sometimes I'll write things down. I never find them again. But sometimes I think the act of just writing something down helps you remember it, perhaps. Um, so I do tend to just write down, yes, all sorts of things in a, in a, I, 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 yeah, in, in a disorganised way. I wish I could be a bit more organised, to be honest. And, and quite often I've got awful handwriting, so I write things down and I'll find them <laughs> months later and think, I don't know what that is. <laughs> but, um, but I do think that just the act of writing things down does help me remember. And I think... Um, you know, I'm not. I, I do forget lots of things, but I think important things they do have a way of staying in your brain, even if it's subconsciously. Mm. So um, I'm a firm believer in sort of trusting your brain and trusting the story. And I think the things come out that are meant to come out at certain times. And you know, <laughs> lovely so attitude, anyway. lovely attitude. A very refreshing, yeah. I have to say. Sophie, there's been an absolute joy listening to you. Thank you so much for sharing your inner thoughts and a beautiful reading. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. This is radioblogging.net. What a great interview. What a lovely person. I, I like the fact that she said her handwriting was diabolical. And that's, that is so important, isn't it, that we don't muddle up the two things. Handwriting, if you like, is an art form. It's calligraphy. And some of us have great handwriting and some of us don't have great handwriting. But in terms of <clears throat> publishing and books and stories, it is the story that actually matters. Uh, my handwriting is pretty, pretty awful, actually. Um, but that hasn't stopped me publishing and editing over 200 books. So even if you have slightly dodgy handwriting, you do the best you can with it. But focus down on the composition, the quality of the writing. And of course, now that we've got things like computers, the handwriting is less of an issue. Um, what a great interview that was. I really like that. The way in which she talks, Russell, about how she takes characters that she knows and, and, and observes carefully, watches carefully and, and uses them in her writing. I mean, where else do we get our characters from? We can only get them from the people that we know. Mm. I know that if I was <clears throat> if I needed an older person um, in, um, you know what I'm going to say now, it's the aged aunt coming on, isn't it? <laughs> but she's a great resource. Because I can see her so clearly in my head, pottering around in the kitchen. I can see where in the sitting room they had the sofa and she gets on the sofa and the two dogs very naughtily, you know what they do? Mm -hmm. They climb on the sofa. They're always, when we get there, the hairs all over the sofa. Uh, so I've got all of that detail. I can hear her voice. I know what she's like. And that's a great resource for characters. It makes them deeper and richer. I thought that was a really insightful uh, uh, interview and um, rich with possibility there. So thank you, Sophie. If you refresh the page again, Sophie, at the very, very top with that uh, little um, semicircle and the arrow, you will see that there are lots and lots of comments. There are questions and please do respond to those. My goodness, we've, we must have got over 100, 150 um, there. Uh, but I think it is time uh, that we um, that we moved forwards Let's do activity one, Russell, and then have a musical interlude. So, Sophie, if you come back out of the response bit, some children will still be writing on there with their uh, thoughts about your interview, which was so rich uh, and full of good advice and thinking. You can see there the activity one is an old person's face. And we're going to write character descriptive um, sentences. Uh, so, <clears throat> again, you click on that pink circle up comes the little there it says pie 
and observe carefully if you want to describe a face look carefully so we've got the eyes we've got the eyebrows we've got those thin whiskery bits on the eyebrows we've got the wrinkles um we've got the we've got the nose we've got the cheeks we've got the mustache we've got the mouth and um we've got the sun just catching the skin there so i'm going to write his his dark eyes his dark eyes narrowed and we try to do this the descriptive sentences as if it was in a story so i put his dark eyes narrowed i'm going to name it i'm going to give him a name um, so, Mr. Borogy, Borogy, I've invented a name. Mr. Borogy's dark eyes narrowed and he stared straight at me. Full stop. Okay, awaiting approval. So, we got descriptive story sentences based on this character describing this character. You can also, of course, think about what he might be thinking or feeling. Mr. Borogy stared and wondered whether badum badum badum. Mr. Borogy imagined that badum badum badum. So come up with some descriptive sentences, some thoughtful sentences. Sometimes people write two or three. And while everybody's working on their character sentences, finishing off responding to Sophie, we usually have a bit of a musical interlude and maybe some shout outs, Russell. I've got, but just before you go, I've got one from Zach and Alex, who are in Gloucester, and I, I know um, because um, Laura got in touch, mum got in touch with me, and Zach made his first creative writing contribution to the Padlet yesterday, loved being part of it, and loved reading everybody else as well. Zach and Alex, <clears throat> let's make one or two more contributions today, because we love having you on the show. What have you got for us now, Russell, while everybody's working? Well, whilst we think about uh, Gerald getting into the back of your washing machine in the same <laughs> way you got into the back of your refrigerator, here's this one from Rachel. A field mouse went wandering, and what did he spy? An open door leading to Shea Cottage Pie. He squeaked every morning, how lucky am I? Living by the boiler in the home of Shape Pie. Pie saw a mouse, where? There on the stair, where on the stair, right there. A little mouse called Gerald. Well, I declare, he will forage in the porridge. Oh, yeah. There's a mouse in the house, not a moose on the loose. Or an owl on the prowl, just a mouse in the house. Not a lobster or a mobster, not a rat nor a cat, not a stoat or a goat, just a mouse in the house. I saw a mouse, where? There on the stair, where on the stair, right there. A little mouse called Gerald, well I declare, he will forage in the porridge, oh yeah. With a habit, nor a Scot who's called Bruce, not a zebra on a crossing, not a pancake for tossing, not a fox in a box, just a mouse in the house. I saw a mouse, where? There on the stair, where on the stair, right there, a little mouse called Joe. 
like the porridge, oh yeah. He developed an itching and entered the kitchen, located the pantry and the porridge within. But Gerald got lonesome, being on his own. A friend would be lovely to share every crumb. I saw a mess where there on the square, where on the square, right there, a little mouse called Gerald. Well, I declare, he will forage in the porridge, oh yeah. A field mouse went wandering, and what did he spy? An open door leading to Shea Cottage Pie. Hello, I'm Michelle Paver, and you're listening to radioblogging.net. I hadn't realised at the end she says Shea Cottage Pie. That's quite clever, isn't it? So uh, if you um, if you refresh the page again, Sophie, you'll see the character sentences uh, popping up. And I just absolutely love this. It's like magic when they appear. And you can see in the bottom uh, left-hand corner of each one, there's a little place with a heart where you can click on there. Uh, Chendor, the bristles on his moustache seem to be empty of emotion. I, I love that. That's taking it one step deeper, isn't it? Chloe, his old frail lips turned upside down. Nina, his dark black eyes look at you as a slight smile appears on his face. Nina, you can knit back and you might want to edit that just by putting the cursor over what you've written. Little box appears with three um, dots in it and that uh, click on that and it allows you to edit. There's one slightly weak word you could tweak. I'm wondering about that looking at you. Is it a stare or is it a glare or is it a glance? So just refine that little bit there. Uh, that's why often, so we often say, re, always reread, double check. And sometimes you can tweak and polish um, because you've got a lovely little start there. Cameron, the smooth nose, the small moustache all shine in the light. Uh, Willow, the skin was dark, the eyes are navy grey. Wrinkles twitching and the smallest of hairs scattered around his face sat still, but then moved. Sebastian, his obsidian eyes glittered. Lots of kids use the word obsidian. I'm never quite sure what it means, and it's one that I do need to look up. But I've noticed a lot of children use that one. Emily, he had short, bristly moustache hairs. They lay just above his lips, tickling his skin. Eyes as black as night. Barely any eyebrows and a bulbous nose. Isn't that a lovely word, bulbous? It sort of sounds big and fat and, and bloated, his bulbous nose. Lots of lovely ideas going on there. Fantastic work. I think we should now move down. And do keep adding, uh, folks. Read each other's. Give each other a like if you like it. And then I think we need to be on to Comments Corner. So click on Comments Corner. And this is the bit, David, this is the bit where we encourage people to comment on each other's blogs. And Sophie, to find the blogs, you go to the very top of the page and in the menu, you'll see it says Listeners Posts. And if you click on there, you'll be able to see the children's different blogs. This is where we do our serious work. The Padlet tunes us in. The blog is the big thing. Um, so, David, just say a little bit, if you would, talk us through the comment business. 
Hi, Pi. Yes, uh, commenting is uh, something the children really enjoy. And we've got a team of volunteers, of teachers and adults who come on every day and leave comments uh, for the children, which is fantastic. And if anyone is listening, any adults, uh, please do get in touch with the show if you want to uh, do some of that for us. Uh, the children love it so much. It's great to have uh, those volunteers working on the on those comments for us. Um, and it just shows the children, number one, it shows them that people are reading. They've got an audience because children up and down the country, they read. I mean, they, they write for one person tends to be just the teacher you know and you know pi uh, from the work we've done that um you know if a children if a child is lucky it might get read out in class or it might go on a wall mm. uh, in a corridor but their work that they've read i mean that they've been writing has been crafted we've spent a week doing it in school and mm. the only person that will read it tends to be the the teacher and sometimes we'll you know we, we class the exercise book the writing book as in school as the hospice for writing no one sees it and here we have a platform where we have thousands tens of thousands in fact hundreds of thousands of people are reading this writing and having comments can bring it alive and can give some valuable feedback to the children um, and so when you go to comments corner you will see there's some guidance there's a there's just nine words we ask children and adults to learn number one say something positive number two ask a question and number three suggest an improvement and whenever we click on somebody's blog post Underneath their blog post, there is a box where you can leave a comment. And it's worth noting as well for all the adults that are uh, listening that every single comment is checked before being approved to be public. So we make sure we're keeping everyone safe on the blog here. Um, and myself, uh, John Sutton, Ian, we, we do that between us. Um, uh, throughout the day, we come back uh, and, and do that. So what I would like... Um, to encourage people to do is to everyone to leave a comment and I think after we've done this little bit of uh, this section and Pi's had a little uh, go at improving some work for us we, we, you know, we want everyone to go and have a go at doing that um, at this point we always myself and Ian give a few shout outs to children that have done really well uh, with leaving some comments so Ian you've got a couple haven't you I think and then I'll come back yes, and do a couple as thanks, well thanks David um, 17 minutes past 10 here on radioblogging.net Diana James from Sacred Heart Primary School uh, has left a comment for Neve, which is packed full of wonderful compliments and advice too thank you Diana it really does make a difference also Jenny is replying to all comments and engaging as well so that's the thing, it creates a really lovely dialogue. And um, what's Erin been saying in the comment, David? Yeah, well, Erin really impressed me, brought to my attention, because she's not only thanking people for leaving comments, um, but there was one in particular to Ewan that was really encouraging. She spotted some things Ewan had tried really hard of and, and made sure she addressed those and congratulated him. Because sometimes if we get a tick, it's like a virtual pat on the back. We don't know really what we've done well. And I know Pi talks a lot about actually knowing what we've done well. If we know what we've done well, we'll do more of that and we'll work on that and we'll develop that and it'll build our confidence. But also Erin, sorry, uh, Ewan, um, I, I picked up on Ewan for leaving comments, uh, in particular, replying back to Erin. Um, so well done, uh, Ewan. That, that's great. And we, whenever we leave comments, we like to get replies as well. And so just a word of encouragement to the children. I think at the moment we've got more adults commenting on children's writing than we've got children commenting on each other's writing. So it's kind of 
one nil to the adults so we need to do something about that and i'd like to see more children going and leaving each other encouraging comments um and just remember those nine words they're on the comment corner page there and you, and you can do that but we know the power of audience don't we pi and we know the power of feedback oh, yes. is, yeah. is amazing so yeah. hopefully we can we can uh, build that in and yeah. uh, get people get people leaving comments but we have on um the comment corner section we have a, a couple of uh, sentences there pi that uh, we always like and we get good feedback on this from children mm. listening to you mm. talk through how we might mm. improve things so when we're leaving comments we can we can be a bit uh, focused in terms of what we're trying to improve so if i pass over to you to discuss mm. these two areas for us that'd be great yeah it's interesting this we've got two sentences well one sentence so number one and two put it like that uh, and thinking about character, I'll just read the first one, because I've said before, always read it out aloud so you can hear how it sounds. Does it work? The man opened the door and went in. Hello, he said, sitting down. Now, that's what I would call an empty, um, uh, an empty sentence or a couple of sentences. It's empty because I don't really know how the character feels. And it doesn't sort of do very much work other than getting the character into the room and sitting down. Um, so... We've talked about name it before. If we wanted to develop that, the first thing to think about, if you're going to develop a character, how does your character feel? Or what sort of character we got? Is this character going to be, uh, is the character going to be bossy? Is it going to be angry, uh, moody, jealous, greedy, hungry, fussy? So the first thing, when you're developing a character, think about the sort of character you've got or how does a character feel? Now, let's imagine that he was uh, uh, was angry. We could name him. So we could say, Mr. Jenkins, open the door. Well, he wouldn't just open the door. If he's angry, he's probably going to grab the door. So we're going to show that anger through what he does and what he says. Have a look at the second one. The second one, I think, is more informative for the reader. I think we know more about the character. I'll read it to you. Mrs. Parslow paused at the door gently pushed it open and quietly slipped into the room. Sorry to interrupt, she muttered, taking a seat at the edge of the room and hoping no one would talk to her. So, David, what sort of character have you got uh, there with Mrs. Parslow? Is she pushy? Is she shovey? Sorry, Pi. I'm just uh, I, I was just on another page there doing the Padlets. <laughs> I'm just fast asleep over here. <laughs> I'm just uh, busy approving Padlets. We've had we've I've had some question for you. Uh, Go on. Mrs. Parslow is obviously quite a shy person because she doesn't just go into the room. She pauses at the door. She gently pushes it open, quietly slips into the room, and then she apologises quite quietly because she mutters it. And then she takes a seat at the very edge of the room, out of the action, hoping no one's going to talk to her. So she sounds to me like a very shy person who doesn't particularly want to be um, noticed. I'm now going to change that. I'm going to change that and make her um, somebody who's really, really angry so, um, and quite fierce. So instead of Mrs. Parslow, I've got Miss Hardy. Now, I'm not going to have her pausing at the door. I'm going to have a Miss Hardy gripped the door. Grip the door in her gnarled hand. Bit of extra description I'm adding in there. Um, shoved it open and strode into the room. She's a strider. So she strode into the room. Now, she's not going to say, oh, I'm sorry. She's going to, um, what's she going to say? Um, I don't want to see you again, she hissed. 
between broken teeth. So what I've done there is in order to sort of bring it, the character alive, I thought, first of all, how does my character feel? And then I'm going to show it through what they do and what they say. I don't have to say Miss Hardy was angry. I don't have to say Mrs. Parslow felt shy. She went into the room. I just show how she feels through her actions and what she says. So instead of the man opening the door, we'd have Mr. Jenkins grabbed the door and strode straight in. Watch out! He barked, comma, um, plonking himself down and staring round at everybody in the room. So a couple of really big thoughts there about characterization. How does your character feel? And then show that through think about what would they do and what would they say? So we're now going after that. We're coming out of comment corner. We're back on the main page. We're now ready for the last bit or the next bit of our story. We are on Wednesday. So we've got two more bits of this story to go. And if you remember, our two main characters are on a, a steampunk airship. They're, they're exploring. They're traveling to the furthest ends of the Earth and with Captain O'Halligan in charge of the crew, there's a terrible thunderstorm and they have uh, landed in a ruined city in this big, uh, uh, large, empty square. But the air balloon has been torn apart. I mean, it was attacked by a lightning eagle and uh, Captain O'Halligan and the crew have gone off in search of some tough hide that they can use to mend the airship. And the two children, Ty and Mariana, have been left to clear the mess up um, and instructed by the captain, don't leave the safety of the ship. I'll carry on reading. This is and then I'll talk a little bit about the challenge, the next part of your story. Mariana launched straight in and began to tidy the lower deck. When the ship had bumped down, anything that had been loose had scattered across the wooden floors. As fast as she could, Mariana tidied. Ty followed suit and began to secure various parts of the rigging back in place. Mariana wasn't sure what it was about the old cottage in the corner of the square that drew her eye. But as soon as she had the deck shipshape, she headed in that direction. Come on, she said, grabbing Ty's hand. Let's explore before the others get back. Reluctantly, Ty followed wondering whether this was going to be a good idea. What they did not know was that someone was watching them. Someone very small, with bright beady eyes and twitching whiskers. Gerald scooted up one of the whale grease skylines and watched them disappear into the ruined house. He had stowed away with his heart full of grand adventures, but the thunderstorm had been terrifying, and now he was wondering whether he should reveal himself an offer to work in the galley kitchens. A mouse with a sensitive nose and experience of cheese might well be of use. For a moment, the square was empty and silent, but then Gerald saw something move. Somebody was following the children, hiding in shadows and then slipping in after them through the doorway. Even though Gerald was a mouse inexperienced in the ways of airship travel, he had read about sky pirates. There was only one thing to do. He had to warn the children and that meant entering the ruined cottage. Without a second thought, he swung down onto the square and scuttled towards the dark opening where the door had once been. So what we've got here, you've got your um, airship has landed somewhere or other in a setting and you've got your main characters and they are going off to look for something or other. 
um, and they are, are pursued. They are being chased. They're being followed. They're being hunted. That's this section of the story. And what hopefully what you've noticed is I'm beginning to develop my two characters. Mariana is much braver, much bolder, more of a leader, probably doesn't think, think, think things through quite as much as Ty. Ty's a little bit shyer. Um, he holds back a little bit. He will follow, but he's the deeper thinker um, uh, uh, of the pair of them. He's the one who thinks before he acts, as my mother would have said. So the idea is you take your the last piece of um, the story from yesterday, follow on today. You're not having to write the whole thing. You're just writing a section of your story in which your two main characters leave uh, whatever vehicle they're in and begin to get themselves into trouble. And tomorrow we'll have the really exciting suspense um, bit. And below where I've been writing, that's where you create your blog post. I would write it first in my notebook and then tweak and um, polish. So that's that part, um, uh, Sophie. And we're almost at half past. So it's time, I think, Russell, for the extension task. So if you come out and just below where it says stowaway, you click on extension task. This is the bit where the children can record. Now, we had a couple recorded. Um, we started off this morning with them. We had Sachin's um, and we had um, uh, Arthur, I think it says, Skyship Crew Interview. So we had a couple. We'd like to encourage more people to do this, wouldn't we, uh, Mr. Mitchell? Is there anything to say yeah. about recording before I set the task? Well, first thing, really, well, there's a few things. Firstly, when you hear them played on the show, Russell is a very talented man, aren't you, Russell? Um, and will take the audio and put the jingles in behind it, make it sound a bit newsy and things like that, and the beat. Um, but we we take the audio and we do things with that. Um, so, you know, have a listen to what other people have done. Have a go. And it's about being brave enough to have a go. We'll celebrate everyone uh, that comes on to do that. So, and have a practice. If you can get someone else to help you, another voice, you know, we keep talking about that, that'll be great. Um, but in terms of the practicalities of doing it, you just need your device. As long as it's got a microphone plugged in or enabled, it'll be fine. So you can firstly click, um, there's, a, there's a play button there that has audio instructions on how to do this. So you can always click play and it'll tell you how to do it. But very simple, you all know how to create a Padlet, um, a post-it note, do the same thing, click on that uh, add sign. And when you've got your blank post-it note, you need to find the three dots, the ellipsis that will then give you a list of different resources you can use. Voice is the one you want. If for any reason it's not working on voice, you can choose video so long as you cover up the camera. So the video will pick up your voice, but we can't publish that if we can see you. Okay, you can show us your notepad if that's what you want to do whilst you're reading it out. So you can you can show us the writing. That'll be fine. But just we can't see you. We can't have that broadcast or on the on the blog for safety reasons. So have a go. If there are any problems, get an adult to get in touch with us on the show. We'll help you through it. Or we've even had people email it into the show. We've done it from that side pie. So lots of different ways to do it. But I guess the first tip is have be practice and have a go at being brave. Okay. Yeah, brilliant. We'd like to start tomorrow's with a couple. Um, Sachin is becoming very experienced at doing this, uh, but we had a lovely one this morning with those three voices. If you go back up to the top, here is the little um, model. And um, because we love the voices so much, we'd like to get a bit of conversation going. So I've created a conversation between Mariana and Ty, but also there is a little bit of infilling 
Um, so ideally, we'd need three voices here, one for Thai, one for Mariana and one uh, from the uh, writer. Uh, I'll try and do my voices for you, uh, read you mine. So you're trying to capture a bit of conversation, really focusing on the character so that what the characters say reflects the sort of person that they are and how they're feeling. Let's see how well I've done. I don't think we should leave Stargrazer, said Ty, hanging back. Mariana paused for a second, stared back at her brother, who by now was dragging his heels. Don't be so daft. But Captain O'Halligan specifically told us not to leave. She'll be furious. Mariana turned and carried on towards the little cottage. There was something about it that seemed to draw her forwards. She knew that Ty would follow. Well, he certainly wouldn't want to be left alone on the Stargrazer. Look, we'll just have a quick poke around and, and uh, if we hear anyone returning, we'll dash back. Without glancing at Ty, Mariana strode through the dark mouth of the doorway and was gone. He hesitated, glanced over his shoulder back at the airship's side and followed his sister into the darkness of the ruined building. And do you know, when I read that, I noticed um, an, a, a spelling mistake. And isn't it interesting? I read that through last night, probably about five or six times. But where I've said, we'll just have a quick poke around. And if we hear anyone... It should be H-E-A-R. And I know that spelling because there's an ear in it. And that tells me that if I've got somebody hearing something, it's the E-A-R one. And there's that spelling there. And it's come out as H-E-R-E. -E. I'll blame it on the computer. Um, but there's your challenge, everybody. <laughs> A conversation between two contrasting characters. Have some fun with that. And then we will start off uh, tomorrow with... Uh, by playing that. Russell, we seem to be at the end of the show, really. Where did that hour go? Where did I that know, hour go? I know, where did go? it go? Have you got a few shout-outs? Oh, more than you music? could possibly imagine but you know we'll try and fit them in uh do join us again tomorrow folks shout outs coming in just a second we're so looking forward to jill lewis uh what else what are we focusing on tomorrow pi well we're thinking a bit about suspense but we've got two really fine readings from jill lewis uh the opening of skyhawk which was her first book fantastic book if you haven't read it, you if you're a fan of Michael Morperger, you are definitely going to enjoy Jill Lewis's writing. She tends to write about animals. Um, so we've got um, uh, her books, Gorilla Dawn, Scarlet Ibis, Moon Bear, White Dolphin uh, and Skyhawk. Um, it was her first, as I say, and it, it is a beautiful reading and it's about building up the suspense the tension keeping the reader on the edge of their seat wondering what is going to happen next and then there is a second reading from one of her more recent books another beautiful reading um again which has a little bird in it actually uh, and and that's more about using an object in in your uh, in your narrative so we'll be looking at suspense we'll be looking and thinking about uh, how you build tension up so i'm really looking forward to that absolute classic reading today thanks ever so much sophie and a rich interview i know lots of the children love your books and those who don't will be wanting to um get from your local independent bookshop the girl who speaks bear which uh, was so beautifully tenderly read this morning great show russell um 
have you got some music to uh, uh, wrap the whole thing well, up? Well, shout outs are uh, really in preference yep. to that, but thank you so much indeed. It's not heart, you know. <laughs> we can two tracks an hour is perfectly enough for us. Uh, good, good morning to all our educators and teaching colleagues that are listening, and lots of you saying today that this has been really useful, a really good, excellent piece of CPD, and I couldn't agree more with you. Some great, a smorgasbord of ideas in here as well. Mrs. Townsend saying absolutely great and if you're at uh, home uh, listening to this this is a great english lesson at home thank you so much indeed for that uh, good morning to tadcaster primary school especially to caleb who is under the expert tutelage of mr sands hello good morning to you mrs quantrell as well really enjoying the show uh, kim mccalmont thank you hello to you returning listener there lovely comments from you james walker again so good so absolutely so good apparently he's got uh, a young one in the uh, uh, at home who's been dancing around uh, to rate Rachel's music don't tell her she'll write another one I know she's not listening we're okay bless bless I don't think I've got enough hard drive space for more songs bless her she's so kind and generous and thank you so much Yvonne Yorkshades hello and very good morning to you really enjoying the show the show and Mrs Algrani thank you I really enjoyed that she loved the interview uh, with Sophie there as did we all thank you so much she's so generous and giving of her time a good morning to Sue Cove as well really really enjoying that thank you some lovely tweets and some lovely reports that we're going to look at a bit later there but also good morning to b6 class at bushy manor uh, school there as i'm well. really enjoying the show great to hear that joe pierce you are very welcome claire worrell another returning uh, listener and laura sewell i hope i got that right i uh, wanting to say hello to zach and alex in gloucester hello to zach and alex in gloucester hello two mentions there that's double uh, the benefit there. kirkham st michael's school as well hello to you uh, or asking all their children and heidstmont uh, junior school hope i got that Hurstmont Junior School there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Very small text on the screen here. Uh, Mrs. Quantrill again. Thank you so much indeed. And Miss Conway as well. You make it very special for us. Ian, what have you got? Thank you, Russell. 24 minutes to 11. We've heard from Lorraine Harrison via the email this morning. So many teachers have told me that they have little time to keep up to date with new children's authors. So radio blogging is wonderful for introducing authors like Sophie Anderson and others. Thank you for such a great programme. Thank you, Lorraine, for listening. And that's kind of a thread that's been coming through this morning. It is great CPD and it is great for teachers and children alike. Hi, radio blogging. This is Benjamin from Warren Road. Hi, radio blogging. Hope you're having a wonderful morning. We are thank you shout out for his wonderful teacher miss sharrock and her sons albie and harry consider it done and also alison little has been in touch very good morning to all at stone with woodford school as well molly says hello good morning can't wait for the show uh shout out for daisy and agatha mrs murrin a returning listener stone with woodford enjoy some more ian and pie today glad you enjoyed the games look forward to reading part three of your airship story i hope you enjoyed that too clem and aurora very excited for a wonderful wednesday robin's class as well well done to everyone who's logged in this morning adi from warren road i enjoy every show you do you are very kind isabel another returning listener listening from daventry uh, Jack as well returning this morning uh, and in looking forward to today's show and so many comments on the show page as well today uh, including one from Emma uh, who would like a shout out from Scale Morley Primary School and their teacher Mrs Eltringham, Mrs Davison and Mrs Tiffany uh, so would like a shout out the first time listening from St George's CV Primary School in New Mills, Derbyshire 
She's listening to Every Day at Home with her daughter, but is joining in today. Thank you so much. Uh, we've got Lewis again from Stone School, who's come back. Gemma, who would like a shout out for a little girl, Marthy, aged five. We've been using your show for literacy starters every morning. How lovely is that? Thank you very much indeed. Freya, good morning to you as well. Jamie has been listening this morning from Ivy Lane School. Leisha, excited for today's show. What's a shout out for her amazing capital letters teacher, Miss Shah. Uh, Ruby, as well this morning, has been in touch. So is Safal, uh, who's saying happy birthday. And Noah, good Wednesday to all. You want a shout out for your school, St. Helens? Absolutely no problem at all. Bethany, another returning listener. If you haven't read The House with Chicken Legs, then you should. Sophie Anderson is so cool. She absolutely is. Beautiful reading this morning. So enjoyed it. Edie saying hello to us all this morning, as is Rosie. Bella would like a shout out for Stone with Woodford. Hannah as well is in year six. Um, her school is Barleyfields Primary School. Trying to get as many names and as many schools in as possible. Tallulah as well. Jensen would like a shout out this morning, as would Rebecca and Miss Flatley and Adrian as well, who has been in touch. Lily May, first time listening from Stone with Woodford School. I'm really glad I scrolled down. Cosy, returning listener, nice to see you all, uh, as well as Advaith, high radio blogging team, loving the shows. Thank you. Ailey, it's a first radio blogging show. Big shout out to Mrs. He and all my friends at Skell Morley Primary School. Thank you so much. Miss Lewis, uh, year five from Wexham Court Primary. Yes, absolutely, with a shout out there. Daria as well. Thank you for getting in touch as has Arthur. Thank you for reading my work. Thank you for sending it in. Really, really good of you to do so. Also, Archie as well and Freya. And finally, Isla, who's excited for today. One of my favourite things about English is making up characters and describing them. And finally, a text which said, that was a brilliant game. I really know Skater well now. That, of course, was our opening games, which was over an hour ago now. But it's been a packed show, hasn't it, Russell? jam-packed with some more added extra accommodation in and we're getting just amazing uh, listeners thank you so much indeed i hope you enjoyed today's show we're back tomorrow at 9 30 you can catch ian and i at uh 2 15 this uh uh this friday and then again on sunday at three o'clock for our all request more music than you could shake a stick at as well i hope you have really found this amazing show just gorgeous today as i have as well big thank you to sophie anderson our author du jour amazing Amazing, absolutely amazing, and a commendation to Sachin for the most brilliant airship interview. I am still reeling from your mispronunciation of the word thunder. <laughs> it was quite spectacular. Uh, but don't let that stop anyone contributing. We will always buff and polish your work that you send us, and it makes it very special. We're back tomorrow, listeners, for another cracking radio blogging show. Join us at 9.30 on Thursday. It's going to be a good one. Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more.